Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Okay. Hi, everybody. Hi, everybody. Everybody at the fucking bar. Hi. I said that because they're all the people we put on the list. Hi, everybody. Thank you for coming. Uh, welcome to Going Off Track, our fifth, fourth live podcast. I think four or five. Fourth or, fourth or fifth? It's our 17th. Everyone, everyone actually keeps asking me, and I'm like, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. know either. So many, so many episodes. Thank you all for coming. Thank you. We have uh, normally done these a little later in the evening, and apparently all our friends have these things called jobs, so they're not <laughs> quite here yet. Uh, my name is Stephen Smith. Uh, to my immediate right is Mr. Michael Kanjami. How you doing? Uh, Mike, also known as the... Uh, He's an executive producer of Moonshiners. They're specials on Discovery. Yep. So he's drunk right now. It's pretty awesome. Yeah. They picked the right guy. He has to be. They're like, what are your qualifications? I'm a lovable drunk. Well, yeah. you're in. He understands a still, and you can understand Southern people being from New Jersey. Yes. And I wear camo. Yeah, yeah. exactly. That's, it was all, they were like, you're hired. It's all good. And you can focus a camera. Yeah, I know. They're like, uh, well, yeah. not even really. They don't, yeah. Uh, to his immediate right, our beloved producer, Mr. Brad Goop, who makes everything sound wonderful. If you listen to a lot of podcasts, Serial, I mean, right? I mean, you have to, right? You have to figure that out. What? I mean, what's up with that kid? Anyway, uh, Brad makes everything sound awesome because he can't not. He takes every cough out that I do, everything that's obnoxious. So Brad makes it sound very pretty. Uh, to my immediate left, the heart and soul of the entire show, Mr. Jonah Bayer. Thank you. Yeah. Who, <clears throat> this past year, not only he books the whole show... He's now been hosting all of them because uh, I can't be there anymore because I have these things called children that um, no matter how you leave them alone, they tend to die. So you have to take care of them constantly. So I'm with them, and every once in a while we'll Skype through the podcast, which Brad then makes it sound like I'm exactly in the room. So it's wonderful and delightful. Anyway, welcome to Live Going Off Track. We have so many awesome guests, but first, a parable. Um, uh, last night, my wife is here, and I were changing sheets, which you should do every once in a while because sheets get filthy, specifically my side. Um, how often do you change them? Uh, how, what? How often do you change your sheets? Every couple weeks. How often do you change them? Now, here's the question. You're not, you're not, Whenever you're, I do laundry, okay. is, it depends. Wow. Okay. I mean, like once a month, maybe. Okay, ladies. <laughs> Line up. Light some incense. It just got sexy. Did anyone? I just wanted to point something out. So uh, I just had a friend bring me a drink, and then uh, right immediately after Annie brings Jonah a drink, I was just like, you know, we we're doing it here. Okay, you know, fair yeah, enough. We're in it. Yeah. We're here. You get uh, the right friends. Man. Yeah, yeah. That's good. That's a good friend. So uh, we have a, a large uh, king size bed, which which is great. Kind of sexist when you think about it, but king size. <laughs> um, and uh, we got in this discussion where I just put the sheet on the bed, and she looked at me and said, just. 
Fig- figure out what side. Don't you see what side's shorter? And I went, they're all the same size. It's equal. It's a square. And she, I went, no. She went, no, no, it's not. It's a rectangle. Look, moron, because she has great taste in men. And I said, no, no, no. Just, she went, do you want to measure it? I went, yeah, measure it. So we got the appropriate measuring device, which was a shoebox. And she put it on one side of the bed, and it was three shoeboxes wide. And then the other corner was three and a half shoeboxes wide. And I said, oh, so you can see about six inches, not realizing I gave my wife the best setup ever. And she immediately went, yeah, I know you can't, you don't really know what six inches is. And then went, boom, and then like did like a a mimed mic drop and left the bedroom, (laughs) which happens more often than you'd think. And that's how we open the program, ladies and gentlemen. Nice. You like that? I did like that. (laughs) Let's talk about your laundry more. No, let's definitely not talk about laundry. (laughs) Uh, I feel like we haven't done this in forever because I think we haven't. Uh, our guests are wonderful and beloved. The first guest we're going to bring out is a wonderful man that I met the last time we did a live podcast. And we had a young gentleman named Chris Farron on from Fake Problems. Chris played some songs. And as Chris is on the podcast, uh, he talks about a podcast he's doing with this wonderful gentleman uh, named Jeff Rosenstock. And Jeff happened to be standing right over there. And then all of a sudden, Jeff is on the podcast. And we're talking back and forth, and he's on the live podcast. You can hear him, thanks to Brad. And then Chris came to do his own episode of the podcast, and Jeff was there. And then I did Jeff and Chris's podcast twice. Really? Yeah. Let's bring the man out from uh, Bomb the Music, uh, Bomb the Record Industry. Bomb the Music Industry. Thank you. Sorry, Jeff. And uh, And, and Artigo Vespucci, the worst band name ever. Please bring out Jeff Rosenstock. (laughs) Hey. Hi. What's up? Thanks. My band name is pretty tight, actually. Awful, I'm into dude. it. It's terrible. It's, hard, nah, it's fine. It's hard to pronounce and harder to spell. Really easy to Google, though. Like, yeah, that's true. I yeah. was in a band called The Simpsons once, and so I went as far away from that as possible. So that you actually look up. <laughs> Bye, everybody. <laughs> All right. Uh, so how is Back to the Island going, your podcast about Lost? Um, we have a lot more episodes of Lost to watch. And that sucks. Like, like we got started. I don't. I don't know what we like. I don't know how long I thought two years was, but it wasn't. Like this feels like it's been five years of doing it. Um, it's getting pretty crazy, pretty avant-garde, pretty out there. The last one I did, I felt like it got weird. Yeah, after the one you did, we actually didn't do them for, like, we did one with Jonah, and it got so crazy dark and fucked up. Yeah. Like, Jeff was, like, playing guitar I, super loud, the windows open. He's like, you think people can hear that? Yeah. So, yeah, and this is a podcast where I'm just playing electric guitar, like, searching for a tone for, like, five minutes. Like, yeah, this is pretty good, right? So, yeah, podcast is bad. Uh, <laughs> I applaud that level of commitment. If you did the entire podcast, if you're just looking for the right tone for like 45 minutes. They made me cut it. Chris made me cut that, the tone search out. He did? I uh, think it might be a bonus Can clip. I get the extended mix? Hell yeah. Uh, wuss. Uh, what's up with the band? Now, have you, have you, are planning the world tour or? Um, what the, uh, my, well, I got my solo band things. Mm-hmm. We're putting out a record next year. Side one dummy, right? Yeah. Really? Side, Side one? one dummy, yeah. Right on. Yes, no, no, no slouch over here. Oh. <laughs> Maybe you've heard of the Warp Tour? Uh, uh, fingers yes. crossed. Uh, I did <laughs> just, sorry, that. is that bad for your audience? No, no, no. I meant it really. <laughs> uh, We've all been there. We just found, I just like 
like right before I came here, I've been routing a tour home and realized it is exactly Slater Kenny's tour out home. So now I'm just trying to think. I'm trying to figure out how I could just like weasel my way into just seeing Slater Kenny for five days in a row and not playing shows. So it's like that kind of thing. <laughs> I don't know if you'd make any money doing that. It would probably cost. sure you would, right? Yeah. I don't know. I haven't budgeted yet. It seems like you'd make a lot of money doing not- that, right? How did you realize of their routing? That's kind of stalkery. Well, I somebody wrote me and said this is the same night as Slater Kinney. Oh, uh, so you were unaware. And I was and then I went on SlaterKinney.com. Uh-huh. Great website if you're a fan of Slater Kinney, by the way. That makes sense. Uh, <laughs> were you at the Chris Gethard Slater Kinney taping? Yeah, it was awesome. Yeah. <laughs> it was crazy. It was fucking Slater Kinney's a band again. That's so awesome. So yeah, it was great. Had you seen them before? Way back when? No, I didn't see them way back when. I, I like I got into Slater Kinney around the woods and like by the time I wanted to see it, it was impossible to like get tickets to see them. And then I found out everything else I was like, oh, this is the best band ever. And I missed it. Cool. Yeah, yeah. they're amazing. It's a good way yeah. to find out. I found out about them through this uh, movie called All Over Me. Do you remember this movie? Nope. No. See, exactly. But Slater Kinney is was that a porn? soundtrack. Porno? No, 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 no. <laughs> No, it was about two young girls discovering. That's later, yeah, that's their kind of. Yeah, that's kind of. It's kind of. Actually, thing. when I give you the log line for the movie, it sounds like a porn. It's two young girls discovering that they're lesbians. All over me. Yeah. All over me. Yeah. Yeah, I guess that makes sense. But the soundtrack was like Helium, Slater, Kinney, like like Nine Stories, like all these crazy bands that just like slowly blew up. And it was uh, the song "I Want to Be Your Joy Ramon." Yeah. And I was like, oh, these guys are amazing. And then it turns out, no, no, they've been cool for a while. You're just a giant poser, which is pretty much how I found out about every band. Yeah, well, I mean, that's because everyone who listens to music kind of sucks. Like, I kind of suck. You know what I mean? Like, if somebody comes in and is like, hey, I heard this record. Like, if, if you're talking to somebody who's like a fan of that band, you're like, yeah, it's cool. Like, I listened to this thing before it or whatever. I feel like, at least in the 90s when record stores were something. There's a couple left. There's like three. But I mean, like, when it was a thing where, like, you'd go into a record store and get, like, shamed because you were picking up a rancid record. They're like, you think that's punk? That's not punk. <laughs> And maybe not now because you can't afford to not be like, yeah, Rance is great. It's great. Just buy it. Just buy anything. Whatever. Please don't leave the store. Please, please buy two records. Just no, count. life won't wait. It's a great record. I promise. Just buy it. Yeah. yeah. Jeff, I know you've told me this story like five times just hanging out. But last time I was here, you posted that photo of you shooting that fire hose. Can you please okay. enlighten people? Show the this? audience on the podcast. So, yeah, 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 yeah. Show them. Just... <laughs> Every ah wow, I'm the, I don't want to look up a photo on my phone for three minutes. I really want you to do that so bad. <laughs> um, I I was producing a record in uh, in like a in the woods in Australia in the middle of nowhere, which is like something I have absolutely no business doing. Like I haven't produced a record really before, and like my first experience was like, oh yeah, we'll live out in the middle of nowhere in Australia, and um. We we became friends with like all the people in the town. There was one bar. There were two bars. One was open like Thursday through Sunday, and then one was open all week. And then there was like a general store and a cafe that was open four days a week, and that was it. Um, and the bar that was always open was called the Wonky Donkey. So every day we'd get done work at like eight or nine o'clock, and like you know get high, and then walk down to the Wonky Donkey and hang out with like. He's like 50, 60 year old, like scientists who like 
used to like work in Antarctica on shit, and they're like, "Yeah, we figure we live in this town." Did you like, bring up your band name? Um, what? Bomb the music industry? Oh, yeah. Antarctica Vespucci. Yeah, that one. Bomb the, the one that makes sense. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, no, I didn't. Okay. I was just, I was just like, <laughs> you didn't talk is... to them about downloading I... music. <laughs> yeah, I talked to them about <laughs> file sharing. I was just like ear to ear grinning the whole time. I was just like, this is so like, wow, this is so cool. Um, but uh. Anyway, one of those people, one of those dudes was the head of the fire fire department in the town. And one day he was like, hey, come by. I'll let you see the truck. And he let us wear the uniforms, ride on the truck. And like we went out into the woods, and like shot fire hoses all over the place. It was so cool. And like later in a country known for drought. And then, (laughs) well, fine man i don't know i guess i mean it was still a good time <laughs> uh was he the fire chief or he just owned everything he was he was like the head of the fire department i believe his words to me were like this is cool i'm kind of trying to get fired i'm tired of doing this <laughs> and like in the paper the next they had a thing called the forest post which when i was there the headline on the cover of the paper was like um town hall gets a unisex toilet like, that was the front page of the Forest Post for the month that I was there. Um, and then next time I looked at it, there was a thing that was like, Alan gets a new fire truck, but he took out a few windows driving down the street. Oh, well. And it's like Alan, like, shrugging on the cover. Let me ask you a question. Was there a pole? Did they have, like, one of the firemen poles? There? N- no, this was in, this was a fire truck was in, like, a two-car garage. I see. <laughs> see, I call bullshit on that because a friend of mine became a firefighter, and I got all excited because I was like, dude, I'm coming. I'm fucking going on the pole. And we got there, <laughs> and he was like, oh, dude, we don't have a pole. I'm like, you're not a fucking firefighter then. Where the fuck do you – I was like – I got – he did let me dress up, by the way. I was like, can I put on your shit then? He's like, put on my shit. It's fine. Yeah. What's the pole yeah. for? Uh, emergency like like, <laughs> like you don't can't go downstairs that much faster than <laughs> probably, not, probably not but it's, it's just like awesome cooler, that's what yeah. a pole is for yeah. well it's yeah but i mean there should be a pole in every house then yeah. walk upstairs go down the pole it should, and it should be like batman where you're just somehow dressed like when you get or peewee's like big adventure where of you're just of course yeah. <laughs> halfway <laughs> midway down just have the fire slide no yeah i would sure. like to slide I'm, I don't know. you made that up that's Fucking mean, mean. So no. Wait, you own a house? Do you own a house? I do own a house. Yeah, where's your fucking pole? (laughs) Like we all live in apartments. I don't. I have. I have an excuse. I can't. I'll have to get lose my security deposit. I can't put a pole in my place. The the homeowners organization frowns on poles because it symbolizes a house of ill repute. Oh, so that's why. You hey wait a minute you live in New Jersey yeah oh yeah shit <laughs> no one's I worried take it about back. it it's a requirement to get a pole that's what I'm supposed to be doing Easy. you're just being punk <laughs> evading the man not putting poles in your house yeah man this guy's cool fuck authority <laughs> fuck authority uh, what is the title of your solo stuff is it just your name uh yeah it's just my name I like it yeah it's I couldn't think of anything when's it coming out do you know um it's coming out in I. Uh, uh, it's 2015 early awesome. 2000 i don't know if i'm allowed to say i know when it's coming out i might get yelled at i have people who are like actually you keep it vague actually working on the record it's coming out in the 21st century it's got <laughs> five to three hundred songs on it <laughs> and like and they're all kind of a bummer <laughs> <laughs> can't wait 
Ah, Jeff Rose's doc, ladies and gentlemen. Thanks, thanks, buddy. Thanks. Thanks thanks for having me. Selling of yeah of of, of an album I've ever heard. Yeah, Yeah, you know that was amazing. That was amazing. Thanks for having me. All right. Oh, please listen to his podcast, uh, Back to the Island, if you're a fan of Lost, even if you like the torrid last season, uh, Sinners. Uh, Coming to the stage, and she's sitting right there. Oh, my God. Please welcome the lovely and talented Zena Coda. Yes. Come on up. Yeah. What is up? I'm a little offended by all the Jersey hate, to be honest. Dude, yeah. oh, no. Jersey, Jer- Jersey. I have a Jersey tattoo because I'm seriously no really? shit. repping Jersey hard. Don't you have to? I mean, my children are from Jersey on account of they were born there. Oh, yeah. Prerequisite that they yes. have to get Jersey tattoos as well. Really? Yeah. Like at what age? Like do they have to be in like first, six, seven? I mean, in the true Jersey way, mm-hmm. you have to be delinquent. So I'm thinking yeah. they have to get an underage tattoo. By 15, uh, they should just be completely... <laughs> completely irreparable. <laughs> completely, completely belligerent. You know. Do you just have like a regular jersey tattoo, or is it like the the devil horns? Like, do you get like crazy with it? Oh or? come on, I'm not getting totally white trash. Yeah, with yeah, it. yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know. Uh, no, I actually have it. This is clever in my armpit. <laughs> really? And it's the state with roses. <laughs> that is awesome. Classy jersey boy. No, that works. <laughs> that's awesome. And where did that fall in the pantheon of your tattoos? Was that one of the first? Was that? Um, it was somewhere in the mix. It was when I realized that New Jersey was really going to be, you know, the most honest thing on my heart forever. Probably like four or five years ago. And what part of Jersey? I'm from Hillside originally. <laughs> Hillside represented by uh, by Newark, New Jersey, the classiest uh, place on earth. Yeah. Right on. And wh- where are you? I'm well, Montclair or like my family. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. So I went to college there. Yeah. Dude, it was very fancy, together. very fancy. Yeah, Pounded oh, out. Oh, that's where it started. Jersey, yeah. Jersey represents. I don't know anyone who went to college in Jersey who graduated. I feel like everyone went to Rutgers. Dude. Like everyone Thursday went to Rutgers and then dropped out to do the band. Oh, yeah. I, feel like well, I guess that's like, because you're mostly like no musicians. Yeah, that are like, hey, we just true. had a band, right? <laughs> that's true. The band's going to make it, man. <laughs> the band's going to make it. No, my brother in law is a, a professor at Rutgers, so, or associate professor, assistant, one of them. Nice. The one that's not shit on so much. I was in like a lot of shit. Band, so I then I graduated. I had to graduate. I was like, yeah, fuck. I would have liked to not actually. Well, Rutgers had a good um, had a good music scene at one time. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. McCormick's, all the uh, the shitty venues that they had. Well, you know, when New you were Br- under New Brunswick, New Brunswick, yeah, New Brunswick was, was popping. Yeah, it was a great. I played scene. many sad shows there. Yeah, really. <laughs> yeah, with my old band. What was your old band? I was in a band called Human Design. That was mm-hmm. a uh, a tech metal band. <laughs> Wow. Wait, I'm sorry, a what band? A tech metal band called Human Design oh. uh, when I was like 21, 22. And now Zena plays in a band called Gazelle. Yeah, now I just cried to myself in a band called Gazelle. <laughs> when I can. And it's like when, your wrist music, you know what I mean? No, You're why, familiar with that, Jonah. Yes. <laughs> hold on, hold on. Someone, I like to think I know a little bit about genres of music. Tech metal? Uh, it was kind of Dillinger-esque. It was the time uh, where it's like, uh, you know, why okay. bother making melody? Sure. <laughs> sure. If it's technical, that's kind of sexy, right? Mm-hmm, Not too bad. It's like that. It's like a, what Corey Brandon said about bluegrass. Like we get it. You can play every note. <laughs> yeah, but nobody wants to listen to it. That's the problem. And mm. speaking of sexy, Zena has a sex advice column called Box Talk. <laughs> it's actually a site. It's a Excuse site. Excuse me. It's a site. I am so passionate about making sure that people get laid <laughs> and that women are treated equally. That I created a site and do my own podcast. Where hold on, I'm still on Box Talk. Oh That's yeah. Still kind of how many X's get it? Get it? through. It's how many X's? Yes. Two X's. Two X's. I, I thought the three would just make it way too pornographic. You know? 
Oh, I'm thinking box trolls. Totally. Yeah. Different. Totally oh, no, different. No, no. Two, See, that's two's very modest. Yeah. Mine yeah. is X-rated. Yours is like child. No, but these are important issues, especially the getting laid part. Of like course. that's. I mean, I look. You're not only from New Jersey, and we already like have we're that, sexual beasts but, at yeah, that point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's all. Yeah, this is. You're already our favorite. Well, I would say my favorite podcast. Uh, guest you. ever. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. In the history of our podcast, I spared yeah. the Jersey whore outfit today. Though. Now, I'm I'm now a New York whore because I live in Brooklyn. So, oh please. You know. Uh, Horror is a relative term. Right. How do you like? How do you like Greenpoint? Um, I'm getting used to it. Yeah. Actually, we uh we just recorded an, another podcast. I have a co-host, my co-host Katie, who used to work at Sirius with me as well. Um, we talk about. I like to think of it as a female locker room chat. So everything that dudes say, because I've spent way too much of my life completely inundated with male opinions. Yes, girls are hot. We get it. Um, we basically do you get it in, uh, every single day. Listen, I turn my head every single day to see uh, a hot babe in New York. Okay, in New York, in Greenpoint, in fact. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we, we were actually chatting about the uh, hipster babes versus the Jersey babes mm-hmm. and the Staten Island babes. So it's it's quite a variety. I'm liking I'm liking Greenpoint because it's it's, it's a like nice three variety. awful softball teams. Oh yeah, tri-state <laughs> trash everywhere. <laughs> I remember one of my favorite things you ever said. I asked if you ever dated any Jewish guys. They're like, I've dated every kind of guy. Oh, yeah. You have to. You, why are you going to dip into the pool without, you know, putting on your A-game? No, and I, I, as I told you, I fuck with Jewish dudes. I love Jewish guys. I think you are the Jewish man of my dreams, Jonah. <laughs> Thank you. Wow. One day. This is wow. awesome. Yeah. Right. I've never, I've never seen, I just don't have any words. Is, I'm just, Mike yeah, is keep, so into this. this I, can't even, semester, I wish yeah. people could, everyone listening yeah, could see this. This is so good, yeah. Oh my God. I'm excited. Go, keep going. Yeah. I feel the jersey love. Just We're keep, here. Keep, keep going. going. <laughs> I'm just gonna be right here. Yeah. I feel amongst so good creepy. company in that yeah. <laughs> in that regard. How, how did how did the the sex advice thing? Start? Well, I was a metal DJ for many years, mm-hmm. and of course, stop being awesome. Oh, oh my, my God. God! Heavy metal. Enough, oh. right? Metal now. <laughs> Fuck, man. Man. Are we meant to be? Don't say, like, don't say anything about tiki bars. Or Mike's gonna <laughs> dude. I have to implode. leave. I have to oh leave. my god! Anyway, no. I might be Hawaiian. Over yeah. the mic with his erection. That's <laughs> why I'm sitting. Like handle it. Handle Hawaiian. It's like hey, he's got enough room to do what he needs to do right now. Yeah. No, don't worry. It's all good. I actually heard a, a story about a judge that used to whack off. Um, in, in like when people were there, you know, attesting to their crimes, etc. I was like, how the hell do you pull that off without yeah. wincing? Well. I don't know. He's a judge. He's a fucking serious dude. He can whack off Stoic? under that robe. Yeah, he's like, I'm not. I'm not a judge for you. Just Is that a that crime? Poker face. Oh. <laughs> Would you consider that a crime? Yeah. What? Well, 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 I guess. Like, yeah. I mean, if he's covered, what if he doesn't come. No, then it's not a crime. I'd call it a crime because it's all the cleanup under the robe thing. It's just that's disturbing. God. But that's a crime. The part, man needs yeah. a little yeah, but relief. What, but what kind of court are we talking? Like appellate judge, small claims. Like I guess it would depend uh, on the crime. There's because. technicalities there. This is reminding me of our Fat Mike podcast a lot. It's what? Fat Mike. All the thought. Well, that got that got rough. God, <laughs> it's like well, Fat Mike on like times four speed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> See, men can't handle it. There you go. You, you talk about dicks. So, oh, so you, <laughs> let's go back. So uh, we can <laughs> talk about dicks. Yes. Um, uh, Love they're, me already. They're, 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 yeah. they're a confusing gland. <laughs> <laughs> they get mutilated for some at, this, at the onset. Um, ever had that question come up? Oh, yeah. Double Uncir- entendre. Uncircumcised versus circumcised. <clears throat> Wasn't that like a whole sensitivity thing? He's <laughs> Jewish. He only there knows is no sensitivity here. Do you want to join our podcast? <laughs> I'm just going to put it out there. You can take my place. Just, I'll just listen. Yeah. I just think that it's really interesting. Yeah, go that ahead. I've, I've found in just our experience, you know, putting it out there and over the last six months of really like promoting it that a lot of men get super offended 
the minute I started saying anything about dicks, they're like, yo, too much dick talk, man. Too much dick talk. I was like, I got to hear about tits. I got to hear about vaginas. I got to hear, oh, damn, yo, that girl got a fat ass, bro. Like, I hear this all day long. And I can concur. When a woman looks fine, I'll double take her. I'll turn gay for some women. <laughs> Sometimes you Wait, just need back. to keep it real. Again. <laughs> Uh, anyway, back to the plus dicks, one d- dick research. <laughs> dick, the, so you're doing dick like search, dick yeah. research. Yeah, why are people pissed about you talking about dicks? I just feel like get very offended. I feel like men are very defensive about their dicks or about dick talk because they're very. Uh, it is the source of their quote unquote power. Well, yeah. well I mean, yeah. I've seen it happen. I'm a strong supporter of matriarchal societies because I think men are moronic. You're a great but, man. But uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, nah, yeah. Your wife, your wife agrees. Uh, she's here. Um, uh, um, uh, how did the whole again going back? How did it start? Like, so you're a DJ doing doing metal stuff, and then people would just call up like, "Can I hear um, Faith No More?" Uh, and by the way, um, striptease. What about? Uh, yeah, that's what I was thinking. Um, it's pertinent. By the way, I can't get this girl off. What do I do? Like, what? Like, how did that happen? While they're making a request? Um, I actually started doing a column called Ask a Bombshell, but I started doing it as a written column for my friend Chris's site. Uh, Gunshy assassin. So it was just something I wanted to kind of move into because it was something I felt that I could give good advice on because mm-hmm. I have problems with dudes all the time and I'm in bands with guys and I understand like, you know, just meeting, interviewing different rock stars. Mm-hmm. Everybody's crazy. Everybody has a different, a different life, a different opinion. And I feel that I was getting a very candid opinion for men and mm-hmm. hearing what men really thought. And I'm like, to my girlfriends, dude, you're an idiot. This guy doesn't give a shit about you. Like, move on, keep it moving, keep the quantity high. That's. <laughs> You got to take it like a sport, right? Men take it like a sport. So I decided to be a testosterone-driven woman and uh, look past the emotion and the feeling of it and really give people a very open view. Hmm. My fellow ladies and my fellow men, open view of what women think and what men think. And that kind of that snowballed. Yeah. Double entendre yeah. into like a whole on. Uh, I know, dude. I know. Dude, uh, we keep rolling with it. Uh, and so that like started like into a blog and then into the whole sex advice thing. Yep. So I started just using Nakoda.com because I didn't really get to talk about my personal things. Um, you know, when I'm talking about music, uh, I just started doing it and it started to really snowball. And then I figured, well, why don't I start a web series where I go and interview different guys and just different people about their opinions on sex, love, marriage, etc. Um, you know, bad behavior, which I feel that all of us definitely have. Define. Um, everybody's grimy in their own way. Keep going. I need more. I wash my sheets two times a year. Yeah. <laughs> well, it depends how good of a night we're talking about because there's some nights where the two sheets times need a year is washing that's peeling. That's not. <laughs> Jonah, tell me how many times. Uh, we, man. We've been over this already. No, he's, he hasn't defined it, though. Yeah, uh, yeah I mean, mm-hmm. uh, this is like the least interesting topic <laughs> that we can hit on right now. Like, we can talk about that later. Yeah. <laughs> All right, we'll, we'll revisit that. But yeah, it basically snowballs. Stay tuned so. for footnotes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait, so back to like the lady uh, like locker room talk. Okay, okay. Go. Yes. Let's talk. Uh, go. Mike really wants you to talk about. Yeah, you want to hear about? Okay, <laughs> so, so, like, what, so so like set the scene. You're in the locker room. You're in the shower. Like, yeah, yeah. Sweaty. Then we're gonna like, all shower <laughs> and then. Hold on. So are we envisioning me naked or not? Yes. No. Okay. Totally. Totally. Yeah, totally. Okay. Yeah. Girl, your tits look really good. Damn, your ass looks kind of good too. Yeah, y'all. I've been working out. I've been doing squats. I don't oh, buy. Way, I don't buy it for a second. No way. Oh, I don't come buy on. You no way. Got it. That's hear. bullshit. And then you don't do that in the locker room. Oh no, you don't. Yeah, we do. And then you know, anybody else? When's the last like, time you're in a lady's rock room? What? We don't have a locker room. She has a lovely closet. 
<laughs> but it's it's you know it's just me and a girlfriend talking about our experiences being single, being ladies out here. I mean, everybody, and I'm not I'm not saying this to say anything wrong against men because I definitely think that men get the shit end of the stick sometimes too. I've seen it happen. I've seen scheming ass bitches that come in, want money, want assistance, want attention. Oh my god. Don't I look so good today? Have you seen my fifth selfie today? Look at my face. Oh my god, my ass looks so great, don't you think? Cheese in. I don't buy it. They don't, those people exist. Uh, yeah, never. <laughs> There's no attention whores on Instagram. <laughs> I don't understand Instagram. Uh, I know I sound like a thousand years old, but it's like Twitter with pictures. Come on, Steve. I've heard Steven make this complaint so. You really don't like <laughs> Twitter has pictures. So what's the fucking difference? It's the best. There's so much context. Yeah, it's actually surprising. Is it for people who can't read? <laughs> people like visuals. It's a well, you have to read in order to. But you're to just like, look, dove. And like, what the fuck? Who cares? Like, it's real time creeping. That's, how, that's why I like it. And there's like cheerleaders in, in Missouri of like a thousand million Twitter followers from creepy dudes. And their parents are like, oh, I don't get it. It's just their online thing. I'll leave Insta horrors, yeah. It's awful. <laughs> I love it. It's great for creeping. <laughs> All right. Oh, you're there? Great. I'll be right there. <laughs> you know what? It's, you can see where anybody is at any time, and it's actually surpassed every social network is the most popular. So Really? Get on Instagram. And I'm just a and thousand years good. old and don't get it. You're not a thousand years old. I'm, yeah. That you're was in your prime. No. God, that's ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> you have children. That's awesome. That's very valuable. Yeah, it worked twice. How many... Um, uh, <laughs> it's still going. How many Instagram followers do you have? A um, few thousand. And how does that translate into money? Not for me. It doesn't. And this is actually, that's so a great I, I point. I don't understand this fucking thing at all. For me, it's a marketing tool. It's a ah, promotional tool. Okay. Um, you know, I find that a lot of people, are, especially being on the radio for so long, they want to see you. They want to understand what you do with your life. They're interested in investing in your personal culture. Um, and it's a real, it's a medium for me to talk to fans and to be able to communicate things like being on this lovely podcast. <laughs> yeah, you did a great job promoting this. Thanks, Jonah. Yeah, so you know, thank you. I, you know thank you very much for joining us. Yes, uh, thank you so much. Uh, what's Gazelle. it? Box, box Talk? It's BoxTalk.com, mm. and the podcast is The Litter Box. Join us in understanding why women hate men. <laughs> I think we know. Thank you so ah, much, Gina Cota. Thank, you, thank you very thank you, much. Thank you. Lovely having you. <laughs> Somewhere out there on Instagram, someone wrote, she had me at Box Talk. <laughs> uh, our next guest coming up, I'm very stoked to finally meet him because basically he's part of the podcast. He has been a guest host a number of times where uh, half of us can't be there, except for Jonah Bear, who's been on every single episode, except for maybe two. Yeah, I've pretty actually. much been showing missed, up. I've been showing up to these. Yeah, Mike <laughs> whenever, shows up to the live yeah. ones. Yeah, whenever I can. Right. No, he's in a hard, gazillion yeah. bands. Yeah, yeah, Ohm, Grails, Holy Sons, Lavender and Roses, I think. Uh, well, Wikipedia, real quick. So many bands. That's four bands. I feel like that's enough. <laughs> right? It's a sufficient yes. amount of bands, yeah. Emo Amos. Yeah. How are you, man? I'm good. I'm good. I've only done the podcast once. Yeah, though, you've so. only done it once, but I didn't want to. I didn't want to like. It's all right. No, wait a minute. No, didn't you? Didn't you? There was an episode where you were interviewed, but then there was an episode where you interviewed. No. No. Well then, just the one. Dear, Although, dear you diary, are live to show come going on anytime. Great. <laughs> uh, I've on. done too much like the UCB classes where like yes ending where I don't want to negate anything anyone says, even when it's just wrong information. Is there like an evil opposite of UCB where they're just like, no, nah, this is stupid, get off the <laughs> there moon? Should be. Yeah, um, that and, seems like uh, potentially like a peering inside a, a, a essential dynamic in your relationship. If you're, are you always enabling? Him and kind of no. 
keeping him in a world of illusion. Oh, man. No. <laughs> no. But I love being in a world of illusion. Um, and I, so I was trying to book this podcast, and I couldn't think of who to get. And then I listened to, I'm a big fan of Duncan Trussell's podcast, and he did a live one with Emil and Dan Harmon. And Emil was so great on it that I was like, you should just do our podcast. Yeah, that was, uh, I, I'm scared I'm going to be like uh, the dour one. Did you notice that in that no. podcast? Because they're comedians and we're in the improv in L.A. or whatever. And, and uh, my instinct or my job as a musician generally is like, because, you know, we grew up on Fugazi and all that shit, right? So we like, my job is to kind of like give people something that they can take home. It's like actually sort of important or transcends like the rest of life, which is just total bullshit and shit you don't care about. Yeah, you're totally bringing us down. Keep it going. Right. <laughs> right. So, so at, you know, that's kind of my occupation or something, like to get down to it, you know, or whatever. Did you get that at Fugazi shows? You know, some people yeah. didn't. Some people didn't. I remember some girl in the 90s coming home from one of their shows was just being like, that guy had a nice ass. I remember is is that was her deduction from the show. But like but whatever. You know, I mean Which one? <laughs> it was uh it was Guy who I think like oh, lived, well, yeah, lives down the street. Ass, he's in good shape. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Totally. Probably the best the best ass. Yeah. Yeah. But how many times did you see Fugazi? I would guess maybe like eight to ten. And did you ever have that, did you ever have that show where like, oh my god, they're terrible tonight? Hell no. Really? Uh, no. God. What about you, Stephen? Yeah, the shrine really? in Los Angeles. God, awful. In fact, Dub Narcotic Open, Calvin Johnson, Pete Happening. Uh, Whoa, what year? Uh, uh, 95, 96. Okay, because there's a really, really famous story of how, like, somebody, dub, like it wasn't Dub Narcotic, it was Beat Happening opened up for them, and I only saw somebody threw a brick and broke Calvin Johnson's nose no, wasn't that on stage. No way. And he just kept singing and like staring at them and like walked through the crowd. It's like a legendary story. I think it's in like Our Bank Could Be Your Life or some shit. Hmm. Anyway, I thought for a second you were at that show. No, but they were, Fugazi was awful, which was fine because their whole philosophy was for five bucks we can suck. And they did, so it wasn't that I've bad. I've never heard of that. But, I've yeah. never heard of anyone saying that. Not that that shatters my world of illusion. <laughs> Uh, but, so, uh, someone asked about the podcast with you, and they're like, "How was it?" And I was like, "He told the story about being on like mushrooms or something on the Ganges River and seeing like floating like dead babies in the water." Here it is, everybody. I'm just gonna. This is like always like a nice place to take things to the bar. Right. <laughs> now, if you can, I get a shot. If you. Uh, <laughs> If you want to do a couple more podcasts, I'm saving up. I've got like five more of those stories. That, Seriously? Yeah. Because I read that uh, David McLean book. Which, you read it? Yes. It's fucking amazing. Yeah. So there's this book called The Answer to the Riddle is Me. Um, and it's Emil and Duncan's. I don't know it really. Any, I know you the best, but it's about kind of you guys going to India. And he took this anti-malaria drug, Larium, and got amnesia. What? Um, for two years, he lost. He didn't know who he was, and he was locked in. And not for the... Was that on the trip period? you guys were on in India, or this is a different one? Me and Duncan had a sort of like a nervous breakdown, came home, and Dave went back and took Larry, which we'd all taken, but he took a different strain 
You did this because you have to to keep the malaria. Yeah, larium, I've actually, because I know people in the pharmaceutical business, but larium has a lot of different side effects and different people. It affects people different ways. I never heard of amnesia, but there's a lot of, yeah. The book opens with him waking up in a train station and not knowing who he is. It's fucking amazing. But to be able to remember that to write it down is phenomenal. You know I think, what I'm saying? I think, he has amnesia. He has to remember what he hasn't remembered well, to be able to write down a fucking stuff, book. Like from this point on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, he had yeah, to have like, a starting point, right? Yeah, waking up at the train station. And, but then as he has amnesia, he has to remember what he remembered before he forgot it. <laughs> you, dude, dude, I wake up at the train station right? every fucking day and not know who I am. I don't know, man. No, no, actually, he... He, it, the, the reason why it's so compelling, and I'm not necessarily trying to sell his book. I brought it up. So. <laughs> <laughs> we have it in the back he, if you want to yeah, buy it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but he, he, he engages you so deeply because he tells you the story as in real time as he's like trying to piece by piece put together who, who he is. And you, you relate to him because... I think, as Duncan often says, like underneath a lot of our personas, everybody feels kind of like a fake sometimes or whatever. And so he's like plunged into that reality where he's just like listening to tapes of his own voice, looking at pictures of himself, making various faces or anything, trying to piece together who he's supposed to be and lying to people the whole time because he doesn't want them to stress out and he wants to kind of like say he's totally fine. So, so he was he's, conscious enough to be insidious. Yeah, there's an insidious yeah. element to it because he doesn't want to face how terrible it is. So he's kind of like trying to flow through it, which is virtually impossible, especially when he's like locked in a mental institution in India. It's a fucking amazing story. Yeah, it's incredible. But in addition, I had my own smaller... Uh, you should listen to your own podcast. I should. <laughs> Check it out. It's, it's really good. I should. <laughs> It's a, it was a smaller bout of uh, identity loss where I OD'd on the Ganges and basically they burn bodies here, there's dead bodies in the water, and the dogs eat bodies on this side. And you're tripping. This is more metal than her, and this is her whole thing. I was going to say, like, cr- craziest transition of interviews just now. Yeah, go ahead, keep going. Well, anyway, yeah, no. I, love it. Yeah, I once again brought I this can up, go so back to... To Cox, if you want. Yeah, sorry about that. No, go back to Ganges. It's so you're tripping hard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so anyway, I'm saving up like a, a few more of these these stories to bring back on because I've had a lot of catastrophes. Will you come back and do it seriously? Yeah, no, I the one I want to tell because I I don't I never Dude, tell right it on that. <laughs> yeah, it's a fucking mic right there. It was already on your podcast before. It's fine. None of these people listen. Stephen didn't even listen to it. No <laughs> Basically, uh, you want to know why? Because Jonah was like, "Dude, dead baby straw." I was like, "I can't." Yeah, yeah, you know? that's true. Yeah, that yeah, yeah. Brain go- and what well, you know, once you He's have kids, it's like you can't even. I shouldn't have opened with. I that. can't even watch Criminal Minds. Like I can't. It's true. It's sad. I mean, you know, it, it, but what got you to that point of like, I'm going to take this? Was it something that had a side? It's effect a religious or- drug mm-hmm. called bong that the government sells in these little shacks in Varanasi because it's it's a kind of uh, it's so ingrained in their culture that they can't really control it and it's part of like a it's part of their religion basically if you follow, if you like worship Shiva or whatever mm-hmm. to take this like extremely powerful THC based drug and adjust it off these long leaves and then go to the Ganges the most holy river in the world mm-hmm. uh, where they're also kind of 
cremating people in front of you. You know, it's like this holy rite. Ironically, I like, it was so hot, I like walked into this ice cream shop, which was like brand new, and they were pumping uh, Bon Jovi's uh, Slippery When Wet. Was not expecting that. Uh, it comes right back. Okay, story. <laughs> anyway, uh, not expecting it was that. like, it, it, it's this incredibly complex place. It's impossible to boil down in like a 10-minute little conversation. But, uh, what but anyway. led you to that point? What was like, this is a journey you want to take? Like, what made you want to do this? It, it's actually really cliche. I was hesitant to tell this story because going down to Ganges is like a really cliche thing that all people do uh, that go to India. It's just like a, a tourist thing, you know, or whatever. But I, I mean, we tried to like spice it up, but it went wrong <laughs> pretty well. <bad. laughs> We got. Uh, we, How do we avoid this travel cliche? <laughs> well, fuck, yeah. you have mushrooms? No, but they have this thing. You've ever tried it? No, fuck, let's do it. But so I'm saving this one. On Duncan's podcast, I never talk about when we lived together in LA much because it's kind of like leads into some like touchy areas, which one is which, why I left LA. And that's the one I want to tell because I started getting stalked by. Uh, a star in Revenge of the Nerds 2. Uh, Whoa. So, like, hang real on. stock. Like, Which like, one was it? it was like Ted McGinley? Or, no. Donald Ogre is Donald, uh, what's his name? Craig Johnson. The Ogre, guy, I mean, the, Booger. I think Ogre might be dead. Booger's still working. He's yeah, he's on, still uh, working. He's on Kirby Enthusiasm and shit like that. Booger's awesome. Yeah. He seems like a very nice so man. So something happened, like, you, you, got, you, ended up, how, you ended up getting stalked by somebody from, well, you said two. Revenge of the Nerds 2, that's specific. That's Nerds yeah, in yeah, Paradise. Yeah. It's I know. So that made yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm emphasizing that he wasn't like, yeah, he wasn't one of the main characters. I'm going to try to tell the story so that like Please. I never uh, reveal his name okay. because. So he's... Stephen, stop asking who it is. <laughs> <laughs> you keep going. I'm on IMDb. <laughs> no, but it, it uh, you know, I mean, I don't know what constitutes as stalking, but like it was kind of like calling you every day and, and being like, I'm out front. Of your house, like come out. What are you that's, doing? You know, that's or whatever. I think if like you're that. not sure if it's stalking or not, it probably is. Yeah, <laughs> totally. But that, but so it's it's like my entrance to LA and and exit uh, with Duncan. Uh, it's it's really disturbing. It kind of ends on this note where I'm driving his uh, Mercedes down Sunset Boulevard, and he's crying and he's playing Radiohead and begging me to sleep with him. And it's like really. <laughs> Horrifying night. I think I moved the next day. What Radiohead album? I I'm not a Radiohead dude, uh, but it was that song. Don't leave me high. Don't leave me dry. I mean, he's like fucking crying. Like, mm. please, just one time, you know, or whatever, dude. Wow. Wow. Uh, the weirdest... Can we turn off the lights? Because it just got fucking dark here. Yeah. <laughs> I, think, I, think, wow. I think the fact that it's in LA is, the pa- is really what yeah. brings it down to the next level. We went from, wow. like, this, we went from this seriously heavy dark story uh, in <laughs> India and we're all like, Radiohead, oh shit, that's the Yeah, dude, Radiohead, that's, that's the Because I was thinking LA is what did it for well, me. Well, yeah, LA too. That's, that's, <laughs> it's depressing, not like a very. I, yeah. I mean, yeah. We've all had our dark stories in Los Angeles, but yeah. Yeah, well, it's like a kind of Fallen Angel poison song. You know, it's like, it's still there, it's always there. There's always some, you know, girl from Iowa stepping off the bus every morning, mm-hmm. like that ends up dating. Polly Shore or whatever. It just it still happens. And it's disgusting. I love it. And you watch it day to day there, but it still happens and it's never gonna stop. 
But anyway, to, to kind of close that, you down, just make like, a poison fallen angel reference, did you or no? I fucking love that. Song. Dude, it's a good song. Go it's ahead, keep going. It's really good. <laughs> it's a good song. Keep there, going. there was a lot to... of highlights in this stalking situation, but one, was, the the one that comes to mind usually because it was so culturally strange when I look back was that one day he was trying to get me to give him a massage. The guy from Revenge of the Nerds too. Uh, I have to know who the... All right, sorry, go ahead. It's, Wait, one second. Uh, I apologize to the, the rest of the guests for tonight, but uh, you guys can go home. Thank you. Thank you very much. <laughs> well, no, no. Were you working as a masseur? Like, how did that... I was broke, and I still had my looks. I was like 22 or some shit, and I was on his couch. Don't ask for the compliment, you right, handsome well, fuck. Dude, this Don't. is getting so... Oh Keep it God. going. All right. And... Uh, and he's like literally doing something you would see in Revenge of the Nerds too, which is like lower, you know, or whatever. As I start to massage him, because he's he's pay, he's started to hire me to do jobs around his house. So I I like totally blocked out. This is before he's officially stalking me. I'm, I'm so totally, glad we're recording. This. this is before he's officially. You're massaging. He's got you in his house. This is when we're like Ogre in the honeymoon period Ogre, of okay. our, our relationship. Ogre and or Booger has you in his house. <laughs> yes. It's one of those two. <laughs> but Ogre's big. He needs a big massage. Okay, so I like shut it down. I'm like, no, 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 no. This is, I, he officially outs himself as like trying to rape me. <laughs> oh and, my uh, God. To some degree by saying lower, lower constantly, right? right? And then, and so I go to go throw right something feet. away. I go to the next room. This is a true story. I go to the next room to like, break up the mood or something and I like throwing something away under a sink and I pull out the uh, the drawer to get to the trash can and there's a headshot. This is in 99 of a guy who'd obviously just shown up to LA, you know, and, and, and like given him his headshot in a similar situation. And it had like a big X on his face. Like, and it was like taped down by the trash can, right? And it was Jimmy Fallon. <laughs> no! It was 99. So Jimmy, nobody oh. knew who Jimmy Fallon was. No he hadn't way. been on Saturday Night Live. He hadn't, he was just a kid, like in LA, like me, that was accidentally walking right into danger, you know? <laughs> Coincidentally, that week, there was some satanic serial killings around LA, too, which was like kind of clouding the mood, too. But anyway, that the satanic part's a side note. That's how great the story is. <laughs> well, that, well, my point is, is like only 10 years later, can I tell that joke? And you go, oh, Jimmy, you know, but at the time it was just like this face that I was like, oh, fuck. You know, when he got on the show, I was just like a big fan of Saturday Live and just was kind of stunned, but just kind of put that thought away. And it, you you know, think he laughed the whole time he was trying to massage him? <laughs> <laughs> he, would just, well, he would just continue laughing? No, That's no, no. a dark question because I used to after the after work at the comedy store where me and Duncan worked, uh, Andrew Dice Clay's soon to be wife used to take me out for drinks after after work or whatever, and she was like, Don't, "You didn't suck his dick, did you?" <laughs> and, and I was like, "No, why? Why? Why would it?" She's like, names a few other. She's like, they, they, "All these dudes have sucked his dick." All these so when you when you you know so wait are you saying the X means Jimmy what? Fallon may have sucked his, sucked or, his dick or, or. what can you draw from that I'm, I'm gonna say 
he did, something bad went down. Teeth. He used teeth and it was fucked up. He yeah. got teeth on it and he was like, fuck that kid. It's going to be a nobody. Can't even give a good blowjob. Okay. Well, anyway, so... Yeah. <laughs> I'll try to flesh up. that one out next next, really? next Thank podcast. You. Yes. Uh, <laughs> check out Emo's podcast with us and look for another one with Emo very soon. Yeah, like maybe Let's tomorrow. tomorrow. <laughs> yes, maybe tomorrow. Probably tomorrow. Emo's going to guest up. host on 30 podcasts of ours. <laughs> yes. Uh, our next guest, sorry, super, sorry super funny comedian. Um, he's worked on Letterman, works for The Daily Show now. Um, and it's super awesome. So, Jenna Friedman, get up here. Yay. Hi, Jenna. Nice uh, to meet you. Nice to meet you, guys. Thank you for joining us. Hold on. Wait a minute. What? Hi. Hi. Uh, Hi, guys. Your lipstick looks great, by the way. Thank yeah. you. It was Aaron, the bartender. It's a good shade of black. <laughs> we were just talking about black lipstick for no reason. And I was like, I have eyeliner. I'll put it on my lips because, like, fuck it. <laughs> what do I have to you lose? Can do that. You can do that, too. I mean, I never had, like, a gothy period as a child. I was pretty well-adjusted. Um, there's no reason I should be a comedian. But now is my awkward phase. So I'm like, why not just wear but black on my face works. <laughs> in a non-racist way? Can okay. you put lipstick on your eyes? Yeah, sure. Why not? I don't, I don't know. The I don't world know. Oh, I is our oyster. I thought you said, can you put ass. lipstick on your ass? You know. I was like, sure. Yeah. <laughs> Got it on. At, at a million now. years old, women are still a mystery to me, so I'm still asking these questions. Wait, at a million years old? <laughs> <laughs> How long did you work on Letterman? Because we, we have a couple of friends who worked on Letterman. Oh, yeah. I was there yeah. for a year. Right on. Who did, he would do like the, you know, bring in a bunch of writers, work on stuff. Was it like monologues or was it a lot of No, I things? was writing sketches in top tens. Um, it was the first time in his entire 30-year run at that point that he had two female writers on staff. And so it was pretty interesting. Um, but yeah, it was great. It was like my first... <laughs> you look terrified or something? I don't know. <laughs> I mean, it's just my natural state. Okay. Um, it was awesome. It was, a good, it was like the best first writing job. I mean, it was great. First writing job. So where were you before then? I was like bartending and doing stand-up and all sorts of things. Jenna used to do a show at Angels and Kings. Yeah. R.I.P. Yeah, I had like six different... I did a stand-up show in Chicago called Entertaining Julia, who was my friend who's a bartender, and we just like entertained her. And um, <laughs> then when I moved to New York, I tried to like do the show, and I had like six different venues. We were at Soundfix, Angels and Kings. Before that, we were at the Pyramid Club, which was oh, so yeah. sketchy. They used to tell us like to make sure to fill the room, so we would like grab anyone we could. And I remember one time around Tompkins Square Park. It was like the summertime and we like I would just be like, hey homeless people, like it looks like it's gonna rain. Come on in. And um <laughs> one time like some pregnant woman like on heroin just like passed out in the bathroom and never came out. And that was like one of our last shows there. But because I'm a comedian, like it wasn't our last show. <laughs> like it wasn't the deal breaker. I uh I got kicked out, I think. You did a comedy show at the pyramid on Avenue A? Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> what year was that? Uh, maybe like five years ago. I mean, we, you know, as a comedian, you just like, like when I first moved to New York, it was so hard to get stage time. I remember somebody invited me to do a show at like 3 p.m. at Memorial Sloan Kettering. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, <laughs> and I was like Probably getting, that far off from that. yeah, no, <laughs> like in the waiting room, like, well, in recovery? it was like four cancer patients and I was like getting heckled by like dialysis machines. <laughs> like, <laughs> Talking through a joke like beep, <laughs> like fuck you, you have a small catheter. Like I'm sorry, I don't. <laughs> I'm just joking. But, who was your booking agent that got you that? Uh, Craigslist. His name yeah. was Craig. Oh, okay. <laughs> and his last name was List, which I feel like is Jewish, but I don't know. Um, 
from where? Where'd you move to New York from? Chicago. Mm, glorious yeah, Chicago. I was, and I'm from New Jersey as well. Yeah. From New Jersey. South Wait, Jersey. what? Outside of Philly. I'm from there. I went to college in Chicago. Ah, <laughs> what part of Philly? Outside of Philly? Uh, Haddonfield, New Jersey. Ah, very Small nice. town. <laughs> and, where, and where did the comedy bug doth bite you? I don't, I don't even know if I am funny. I just... Because um... <laughs> Letterman <laughs> only hires hacks. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> uh, I work really hard. No, I, um, I was always like... A, I don't know. I don't know. I think I just... Uh, I couldn't do anything else. I got into comedy, I guess, like in college. I just kind of wrote a paper about it, which sounds really cheesy. But, and then I just was like, this is what I want to do. What was the paper about? It was like a uh, like a feminist Marxist analysis of improv, and that's when I that's where I met Vanessa. Sorry, I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> Thank you for apologizing. Yeah, no, I know, I get it. I'm self aware, but uh, Vanessa, I met through improv in Chicago, and uh, <laughs> but I was like studying it because I never, and then I was just like, no, I have to do this because improv is like your gateway drug to comedy, and then I started doing stand up, and then. Um, She's laughing because Santa's retarded. No, I'm just kidding. I shouldn't say retarded. Isn't that like a not PC word? Okay, sorry, I'm not. You can't say that. Good with podcasts. Thanks, what, what's that. a podcast? <laughs> what? No. Okay. <laughs> what is, other than cereal? Like, what is a podcast? <laughs> I don't, uh, I don't even question. know. We've been trying to figure it out for two years. Okay. All our fans are here. Thank you all. <laughs> um, Did uh, you do a lot of shows with Vanessa? We did like so. Chicago is such a great place to do comedy because like you could do shows five or six nights a week, stand up, improv, sketch, and like nobody would see you fail. So you could just like fuck around, and there would be these like improv jams where I mean I was like twenty two, so whatever. But like you'd pay five dollars, and then you'd perform with like all these random people at different like skill levels. And I remember there would always be like some guy from like Elmhurst, Illinois who was, like, 60, and he would, like, come in and perform with you, and his, like, go-to move was to just, like, grab your leg. So, like, (laughs) he was just, like, a weird sexual deviant, and, like, he would pay $5 to touch women under the guise of art. I'm realizing it as I'm saying what was happening. (laughs) But it got, it made us so good as art, as, like, performers, because, like, anything, like, weird coming your way, I'm like, oh, there's Ronnie grabbing my leg, like... You know, you make it funny. You know what I mean? Like, it just, like, it made you so good at comedy just from from all those weird experiences. And then no one saw you fail. So you could just be an idiot for so many years. I don't know. And then the trans, did you go through all the schools, like all the second city um, and Iowa and all that? I did, you know, I, I went through Improv Olympic. I was on a Herald team. Then my, mm. it's a long story, but I got like kicked off my Herald team. And then I ended up doing stand-up. Nope, nope. And go then, back. Go <laughs> back. so dumb. Go, go My for paper, it. like, was posted on a comedy website. And like Sharna Halpern, who runs Improv Olympic, got mad. And then, like. she didn't like your thesis. Because this is, um, yeah, she didn't like my paper. She didn't like the thesis. Um. It's really, it's, you guys, it's not funny. But basically... We'll be the judge of that. The, <laughs> the paper was like, you know, a, like a political economic analysis of Chicago's improv scene. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, it's a theater, but also a bar and a work environment. And like, I was very much sugarcoated my experiences, but I alluded to like, you know, sexual harassment in the workplace. And Sharna read that and got upset and canceled my show. And that's how I started doing stand-up. It's totally, it was a great, it was great. It's, it's all fine. I think it's um, great, yeah. <laughs> you know. I read her book, who cares? Yeah, no, I mean, it, 
anytime any any it's so cool now because fuck comedy but like mm. any institution or anything you examine under a microscope you are going to find flaws and like now with like the internet like everything's transparent like you see what's going on with the cia cosby everything it's like our like the wheel that we like receive information i mean it's so fast and it's becoming so transparent that it's just like I don't know. I'm I, I'm ranting, but also, can we talk about the Sony thing? Because that has been sure. it's pretty awesome. The only thing on my mind. It's so um, democratizing, but also terrifying because, like, this is like the best version of it. But then, like, wait until the hackers like fuck with like air traffic control or like our banks or our hospitals. So all these emails. Brad like... has kids too. We don't <laughs> yeah. get out. <laughs> oh. Seth Rogen and James Franco made a movie and it pissed off the North Koreans. Or maybe it wasn't even the North Koreans, but basically all pissed of off like... the Spaniards. So they hacked so what Sony. The, so they hacked Sony. Oh. And they hacked everybody's PlayStations. Now you can't watch that new Powers Brian Michael Bendis series. They just like hacked people's off. emails. And like, you know, anyone's email has shit in it that you don't want the world to see. And it's just unprofessional like, people. How did I miss this? I I I read the, my BBC app on the toilet. Well, BBC is great. Al Jazeera is great. You got to get to like Gawker. Highbrow. If you're on Gawker, you'll read it. I mean, I, I found out about the, the airport hack. <laughs> oh, man. What's your favorite Sony email that got revealed? What's, What's your highlight? Oh, you guys. Um, on the spot, Jenna. I am on the spot. I don't know. There's just so many. Was it the Obama ones? Those were kind of fun. No, you know what? The Obama ones, I don't know. Was it the Angelina Jolie one? I don't think the Obama ones were about race as much as they were just about two people trying to connect who aren't comedians. That's what I think it was Every about. Every movie they mentioned was like with, was like yes, with the main like, black character. Yes, they were like, what not to say to the president? And then they're going to revert to race because they're, they don't have it in their comedic arsenal to like actually be creative. But like... I, I don't know. I don't think that that's like actually a compliment to them. I don't think that they were being racist. I think that they were just like trying to be funny. Um, what's my favorite one? Mm. Oh, man. Angelina Jolie Brat one was kind of no, funny. No, that didn't no. do it for me. How many have you read? 70, 80? I've just been on Gawker. I was just reading the Gawker. I mean, look, the world is ending. So there's, I mean, there's like an asteroid coming. There it's are gonna, so many things, so it's like this is like candy. But there's a lot of, I mean, there's a lot of shit going on, you guys. So <laughs> all I've been doing for two months is like tweeting about Ebola. So this is just such like a nice breath of fresh air that I can like breathe without feeling like I'm going to contract something. So <laughs> what was my favorite? I don't know. Were you really worried about Ebola? It's not about us. I, I'm worried for humanity. I, I feel like... It, it was may, here from before. It's, but, I, okay. So here's the thing. I was reading about it because I read about it because I've been thinking about it ever since I saw Outbreak when I was, like, little. And then there was, like, a, uh, an Ebola she... outbreak. I don't mean to date myself, but in Zaire, which is, like, now the DRC. But, um, I... Thank you for clarifying. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm a twat. It's near Rhodesia. That was originally Tunisia, Rhodesia? which is right next to Nebu. Uh-huh. What's, what's this Ebola thing? Shut up. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Look, um, no, it was weird. I was reading about all these children in West Africa who are going to have like reactive attachment disorder because nobody's like hugging them for the first couple months of their lives because they don't know if they have Ebola. And and I was like, I would hug one of them. And that was like the first time I heard my biological clock tick because I didn't even know if I want to have kids. And then I picture like a 
I just can't. I, I, I was like, I will hug you, Ebola child. And then I was like, who said that? Like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to get us all killed. <laughs> <laughs> it was my ovaries. And I want to adopt all of them and hug them and fucking bleed out with them. And that's what it is to be a female. That's what it is to be a female. Right. Wow. Oh. Fuck you guys. <laughs> Oh my Thank lord. Right. Starting today, I'm writing a book called I Will Hug You, Ebola Child. <laughs> and then you bleed out with you as well. Uh, Jenny, you're working on The Daily yeah. Show right now? Yes, I do. Right on. <laughs> Check that out. Check out that obscure show. Yes. Thank you for hanging out with us. Thanks, guys. Appreciate you taking the Thank time. You. Right on. Oh, man. Right. Our final guest of the night uh, before some music is. Our friend Matthew Cos, he plays in a band called Not a Surf. Yeah. Uh, Don't fucking sugarcoat it. It's your damn friend. Who... Yes, we're friends. I would yeah. say we're yeah, friends. Man. We Neighbors. just we did an interview about five years ago, and then I felt like after the interview we talked about like life for like two hours, and then sort of yeah. became friends. Where was the interview? Yeah. Do you remember that interview? I don't remember where it was. I remember meeting you. Do you remember where it was? No. Supercore. No. Oh right. I don't oh, know yeah. if that place is still there. It changed names, right? It's not there. Isn't it still? Yeah. Yeah, that place was uh, awesome. Yeah, I just took a walk around the neighborhood today. It was pretty. Yeah, so you, pretty where shocking. do you live most of the year? Cambridge. Cambridge. Okay. Oh, yeah, right on. Yeah, and in the British version. Yeah. Oh, then forget Unfortunately, it. it's a little further. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Because, <laughs> yeah, because I sent a message to you and I was like, I think you live in yeah. England, somewhere in Europe, but you were like, I'm here. Yeah, yeah. I remember seeing you in the marathon. Yes. That was crazy. I, was running I didn't know you were running it. And I was running down Bedford Avenue and Matthew yeah. was like waving at me. That was awesome. <laughs> That's very admirable. I don't know. I have, a, I, have a, I have a handshake deal with my sister to run the New York Marathon in 2020. Why? Uh, you should do it. I've done it. Why? No, That's, you shouldn't. Because it would be incredibly cool if I was ready. Yeah, well, it wouldn't... What, yeah, well, maybe. You need like no, four months. Well, like well, six, Jonah. I don't 16 know. weeks cool? training He's thing. He's very you healthy and very in shape. And is, yeah, you can definitely that. do it. Right, 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 right. He did it in three hours. 325. Shut up. Not a big deal. 325.06. <laughs> Why would you that do that? They don't, they don't know. <laughs> yeah. They don't it's an, know. It's, it's amazing that you guys saw each other because I had three people running in the marathon that I didn't know you were running, dude. What the fuck? Um, don't fight. Remember when Paul, remember when Paul <laughs> we Ryan... We every week. I haven't done marathon. it in a couple of years. This was but like five I years ago. I missed all three of them. Like we, we, had a, we picked a kind of a narrow part of the road in Williamsburg and I missed all of them. We didn't see one person. Mm. That's because everybody avoids Williamsburg nowadays. Yeah. yeah, what's it like being back? Because you, when did you first move? Because you were on South Second for a while, I remember. I was on, uh, our bass player Daniel moved to uh, North Six, right across from Sweetwater in 90. In 1990? 1990. Wow. Crazy. Right, there's an El Cafe, and then that's it, really. And then I ended up, we started practicing there in 94, and then I moved there so that Coyote. I wouldn't have to. Yeah, Coyote did a lot of playing there. No, we were practicing. I'm old school, man. Yeah, yeah, totally. <laughs> and then I moved there so that I wouldn't have to take the train home at night because it was so it never came and it was sketchy. Yeah, the, and now it's obviously the most crowded, safe train. Yeah, in the city. L train. It ran. The yeah. L train ran on you know every three hours. Back yeah. Then. There's nobody there. And then I, and then I moved into that apartment in '95 for a year, and then I was on uh, North Eighth and Bedford for ten years, and then uh, South Second. If you don't live in that neighborhood, this is incredibly boring. But <laughs> everyone's moved around. You live in apartments. You know, we can connect. Well, when mm -hmm. did you move to England? 
Uh, three years ago. So what, what like spurred that whole decision? Right? I have a I have a little boy and he lives there and I just wanted to be. It's also yeah, it's awesome, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, okay. Oh, yeah, yeah. taxes. Why not? Just yeah. say taxes. Oh yeah, right, 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 right. Don't they wait? No, don't they tax the shit Thank out you. of you over there? I know, but that's why it's cool to say that. I was gonna say, <laughs> uh, George right. Harrison wrote that song, right? <laughs> Something in the way she moves. That one about tax. Oh, really? No, sorry. All right. All right, all right. What's your like? What, what are like some of the major differences though that you see? Like, what do you you know like living living there, not just visiting? Uh, people who play acoustic guitar hit their guitar. They do a lot of that uh, donk thing. Slapping in Cambridge. Like, yeah, I think everybody that doesn't do that moves away. <laughs> I I don't know. I mean, it's a it's a code, you know, and it makes every song sound like she drives me crazy by the Fine Young Cannibals. <laughs> Remember, because it's got that crazy sound. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a good Every song. I like song. that. Movie. It is, sure. Yeah, it's a good song. <laughs> yeah, all twenty of them in a night. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Do you do you perform a lot over there? Uh, not not really. There's a there's a pub next door to where I live um, that has a Wednesday night uh, Cambridge Songwriters Night, and and uh, right when I moved there and I didn't know anybody, I saw that sign and it was a Wednesday. I was like, oh no way, I'm tired. And I thought, you know, I I have to. And and the guy. The guy working there was like, what band are you in? Oh, I think I got high with your drummer in Germany. You want to borrow my guitar? You're next. <laughs> and so then I went, I went back there for a while. And, uh, yeah, it would it's be right. the drummer, wouldn't it? Uh, yeah, right. Always. It's always the drummer. It's always the drummer. And he's like, do you do that slappy thing with the guitar? And right, like, I really disappointed him. Like, you cannot play tonight. Yeah, are, you gonna, are you going to be doing that tonight? Uh, no, no, no. Yeah. That night there were a lot of expectant looks from everyone. And then yeah, <laughs> gradually they resigned themselves to thinking I was just a normal so wait, you have a home here and in Cambridge? Yeah, yeah. Oh wow, by con- continental. By con- yeah, 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 yeah. Across them. Do you like wow. coming back? Because I feel like especially I love that, it. that it's changed so much. I guess. Oh man. Well, I love it because I grew up here, so it's like coming back and being a super tourist. Yeah. You know, you know what you're interested in, and you and, and you go to it. Legitimately from here, you're the one. Yeah. Or, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Like from Manhattan or like the 81st Street. Oh. Ah, yeah. Whoa. What was that yeah. like? Was it great? Uh, I don't know. I mean, I was a, like a, like a Leschke child. You know, my parents um, left us alone pretty young uh-huh. and came home kind of late. And so there was no like hanging around on the corner, you know. I would go to my best friend's house every afternoon for a while and then and I was just in, in our apartment. But we were near Central Park, you know, so we had like a good, our Sunday morning routine for years and years was to go have breakfast at the boathouse, which used to be really cheap. It's all linen now, but that used to be like dollar fifty scrambled eggs. You know, it was really nice, and there were like real characters. Really? Yeah, I know. I know. Yeah, it was great. It was great. Yeah. But now were, it's all super fancy. Yeah, yeah, it's ridiculous. You wouldn't go there, but I mean, you wouldn't go there every morning. But um, there, there was like a big terrace, and there was there was this woman who had one of. The, do you remember those tanning uh, trays, like, like silver reflectors? Yes. 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 Yeah, and she was brown, unbelievable. <laughs> and then there was a guy playing QXR on his like. You know the classical station on his uh, on his radio, so it was like a real a scene. Not that people knew each other, but you'd see the same characters. That was happening and, uh, there at the boathouse, yeah, in Central yeah, Park. Yeah, wow, I'd like to see that now there. Yeah, with, uh, you know, leathery, nice skin, you know, tanning out. What part of New York do you think is left and untouched? That like you're like, oh, that store reminds me of then. That neighborhood's kind of unchanged. Hmm. I think the Upper East Side a little bit. I mean, it was more mom and pop when I lived there. Um, and now there are more chains, but it's not like it ever got cool or anything, mm. you know. So there's never, 
Well, when you have an ex- yeah. a neighbor that's always kind of exclusive, what's gonna, it can only go down, right? Yeah, well, that's probably the most affordable. Upper, Isn't upper it? Kind of, side. You, weirdly, yeah, I think so. I that's where the rents are. Isn't Brooklyn like the least affordable county yeah. in the United States? Or it must something? be. Insane like that? <laughs> I only come back because I have a place that I've had for a long time. So the, the rent's So you really can't low. let go so, of it. So you're back yeah. working on a new record? Yeah, working on a new record. We're sort of done and then i thought maybe it needs a couple more songs so um we did most of it uh so you know you know tom and Hoboken. yes this yeah yeah tom, tom bonjour he's the edit me at revolver oh right on oh yes. yeah 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 um yeah he's a childhood friend and he he uh he has a great studio there so we're almost we're almost done but i'm just trying to write a couple more songs how do you know that there needs to be more songs are you replacing ones that you hated you always we were talking about this earlier yeah. you always like like the newest song you've written yeah I, it's it's kind of that, and kind of um, we only have ten, and it'd be nice to at least have the option of dropping one. Um, you know what I mean? I don't know. You want to have that Japanese release with those extra three songs? Yeah, they still do that. They they still do that. Yeah, they're they're very demanding <laughs> in Japan. Yeah, <clears throat> you know who's really demanding is the French on radio. They want you to Fuckers. do seriously. <laughs> they want you to do a cover. This is very common. Like you do a cover, but it has to be a gold. And a gold cover is like really well known, and you're like, oh, oh, well known. You print ooh la la like, by the faces. They're like, that's not gold. They're really like. So what do you do? Yeah. Heard it through that, the grapevine we, every fucking ser- time. Yeah, like, they like, would <laughs> love that. It's about wine, right? Fucking yeah. wood. We, uh, my band played a <laughs> Parisian show. Parisian fucks. My band played a show in California. I love that band. Sorry. Oh, sorry. My band played a show in California a couple weeks ago, and this kid was like, "Do you have a set list?" And I was like, "No, we don't. We didn't make set lists." And he was like, "Well, can you make one?" And I was like, dude, I'm not going to write down every song we played. Yeah. Like, I was like, no, sorry. That's like a fucking insane request to ask someone. Yeah. Right? I feel like now I sound like such a dick. <laughs> no, 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 no. I hope that ended with you kicking you him out of the show. You couldn't write down your songs? I mean, well, I don't know. Man. And then I was selling merch and he kept asking if we had any deals. They like, give me deals. I was like, no, this is how much it costs. Like, All right. okay, now you are allowed to. Fucking punch him out. <laughs> right? Seriously. <laughs> When's the album coming out? I don't know. Mm. Is it coming out the same time as Jeff's album comes out? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, three perfect. three to five hundred songs? I've yeah, learned yeah, a lot yeah. tonight. It's been amazing. Yes. Tech um, metal. I've had something confirmed. Because I'm sitting over here trying to not be too stupid, but uh, one thing about your band that I've always noticed is that your album's always sound amazing. I've used them for reference Thank you when very I've much. done studio work, you know, like, and I, I, I don't know a lot about the band, but is that, I, it, it, you've used different people on, on record, so I assume it's coming from you guys. Yeah, well, um, I don't know, we're, we're lucky to have worked with a lot of really good engineers and stuff, and yeah. I like it to sound good, and um, I mean... I love being there. You know, weirdly, I like sitting in... I, I, maybe I heard this in your podcast from, from the other day, the guy from the Flatliners. Yeah, correct. You're saying you didn't like Chris to sit Chris in on mixes. I love sitting next really? to a mixing engineer. I think it's the greatest. <laughs> it's like a thrill for me. That's like a, you know, Six Flags ride or something. I mean, if I don't say anything, that's right. That's the thing. You got to just stay out of the way. But, uh, but is yeah. there any... I mean, outside of good choices for people yeah. to work with, is there, is there anything within the band that you guys are... Are you cognizant of that, or? Well, there's a little I mean, bit. You of, obviously are a good musician. Yeah, well, there's some. There's some cheating. You know, <laughs> I like doubling everything, and that's it. Makes it less. I don't know. 
the word authentic applies. You know, it, it makes it a... For the benefit of those who went to a public school, a doubling? What it's do you beyond, mean? That's beyond what I'm talking about. Uh, you, uh, your records have amazing dynamic range. They sound really good on good thank you, sound man. systems. Thank you very much. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. I, I, I'll take it as a positive. And I, but I, no, I don't, I don't know you how love any, that. I don't know how. Uh, I, I, I don't know how it happened, but um, keep trying. <laughs> we keep trying. Is what I'm saying. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, on that note, I think we should play some stuff. Yeah, let's Music, do it. So everybody. Emo, Emo and Matt are going to play some songs. All right. And then we're going to get out of here. Thank you guys very much yes, for hanging out you. with us. Um, we got here soundtrack, and you should be stoked. It sounds really, really good. Through early morning fog I see Visions of the things to be The pain that is withheld for me I realize and I can't see The suicide Brings on many changes And I can't take Or leave them If I flee All the game of life it's hard to play I'm gonna lose it anyway The losing card I'll someday lay That this is all I have to say Brings on many changes And I can take or leave them If I please Doesn't hurt till it begins And as it works its way on in The pain goes stronger Watch it grin Thank
grows stronger, watch it grin. A suicide is painless. It brings on many changes, and I can take or leave them if I please. Doubling time, spilling my glass And so many safe ways I'm traveling past I don't need to rest I've been with the worst, I've seen it before Like Toshiro Mifune, I'm always with sore I can't stand to sleep Smoking dope or whatever I do The police won't find me if I stay with you But they will Humiliation On the middle of the highway Humiliation Is kind of my thing I'm on various drugs I need crowd control I wouldn't know If I'd sold my soul So many years ago so many years ago, so many years ago So many years ago, so many years ago So many years ago Smoking dope, whatever I do, the police won't find me if I stay with you. 
I think there's some Christmas caroling at 9.30 going to happen. So we better get our activities out of the way. You say 
But I like what you say. I like what you say. They say you have to have somebody. They say you have to be someone. They say if you're not lonely alone, boy, there is something wrong. You say, but I like what you say. I like what you say. You say, but I like what you say. I like what you say. You say, baby. Again and again, they say you have to have somebody. They say you have to be someone. They say if you're not lonely alone, boy, there is something wrong. But you say, and I like what you say. I like what you say. You say, and I like what you say. I like what you say. You say. I want to thank all our wonderful guests. I want to thank the rest of you in the podcast. Going off track. Thank you guys for listening. Appreciate it. See you next time. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.